0: All right. Well, welcome back to the All Things Croatia podcast, everyone. Uh, today we have Katica Nikic and Caroline Spivak representing Team Canada in the Croatian World Games, or Olympics, which is an Olympic-style competition for the Croatian Diaspora. Uh, the goal of the Games is connecting young Croats from all over the world through sports and cultural gatherings, and to encourage them to cultivate their Croatian identity. Uh, Caroline is the coordinator for Team Canada, and Katica participated on the basketball team. Uh, The competition just happened, so I'm really excited to hear about it. Thanks for coming on the podcast, you guys.
1: It's a pleasure. Of course. Thank you for having us.
0: Of course. Um, You know, can you guys start us off by sort of introducing yourselves and where you're from and telling us about your Croatian background?
2: Uh, Caroline Spivak, currently living in Toronto. I grew up in uh, Croatia, Germany, and Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I've spent my youth uh, in folklore, Tambora, Croatian school, uh, teaching Croatian school, being involved in the community uh, with our church in Hamilton, our church in Toronto, working uh, with the Mississauga group on our Christian park. And uh, I'm really excited to now have been the coordinator for the second Team Canada at the Croatian World Games. We had our first big entry in 2017. And then again this year, we had 53 athletes in 2017 and 153 uh, this time. And uh, it is interesting to note that Canadians have been part of the Croatian World Games since the very first Games. Uh, So that's kind of exciting. Our team has significantly grown and our participation has definitely intensified.
0: That's awesome to hear. Thank you, Carolina. Katisa, can you tell us a little about yourself and your Croatian background as well?
1: I'm Katisa Nikic. Um, I grew up in Ottawa. I've always lived in Ottawa. My parents on both sides are from Croatia. Well, their parents, so my grandparents from both sides are from Croatia, and that's where my background comes from. Uh, I grew up in folklore, tambura. I did all of that. I went to Croatian school, and this was my first world games. I heard about it. Well, my dad heard about it through Instagram. There was a, there was a little ad that he saw and he's like, Hey, you want to go play? Of course I do. So I joined this and I really, I had a great time. So
0: what was your, you, so you played on the basketball team, right?
1: I did. Yes.
0: What was your experience? I mean, were you playing basketball in college, high school, um, you know, sort of recreational?
1: Yeah. So uh, I started playing basketball, I want to say I was 10, I was fairly young, and it started off as just a little camp that my dad signed me up for, and since then I just fell in love with the game. I started playing house league, and then for like maybe a year or two, after that I just took off in competitive. The previous two teams that I've been on, they've both been in the top five in all of Ontario, like one of the provinces in Canada. and. It's been an amazing run for me playing for such a high level of basketball. I took a year off for university um like from playing basketball just to get my studies going and I'm hoping that maybe this year I'm going to try out and do something for university ball.
0: That's awesome. Uh you yeah, know Caroline, I want to ask you since you know Katica mentioned she saw it on an Instagram ad. Uh where did you where did you hear about you know, this, these Croatian world games and how did you first get involved? You mentioned this was your, your second uh, Croatian world games.
2: That's right. In 2014, I was in Croatia uh, as um, I was a member uh, representing Canada, one of three members representing Canada on the council for Croatia, for the government of Croatia, for Croats living outside of Uh, the homeland and was a guest at the opening ceremonies of those games in 2014 which was phenomenal and as part of the opening ceremonies all of the participating countries had the opportunity to walk across the stage and all of a sudden I hear Canada and I got so excited and I thought how come I don't know about this and as I watched the team walk across it was this wonderful group of uh, seniors uh, from Vancouver which is lovely Uh, And they have participated in all of the games and they usually win a medal in bocce for sure. Uh, But I was disappointed because I thought Canada has so much youth, so much Croatian youth, we have to do something about this. And that's when I got involved, uh, not only in coordinating Team Canada, also on the executive organizing committee for the games, because I needed to understand exactly what the games were, how they're put together so that we could put together a team From Canada and have some really strong participation. In 2017, as I say, we got together 53 athletes, primarily from Vancouver and Ontario, and we brought home 10 medals. And this time, we again, primarily from Vancouver, Ontario, some Edmonton, Calgary uh, folks, uh, we brought over 150 athletes and we took home nine medals. So we're we're keeping it consistent. So uh, my involvement has increased and will continue to uh, increase. and I hope that we will put together an equally strong team in four years when we host the sixth annual game, or not annuals, the sixth games, rather.
0: That's awesome. Um, to, you know, I want to hear from you about sort of how this week went down. You know, it was, I believe, last week, correct, that these this yeah. Croatian World Games happened. Can you sort of tell us the whole, you know, the whole week, what happened, sort of from the journey over to Croatia to that week of games to flying back? Uh, how did that go?
1: Well, I'm actually still in Croatia right now. I'm in Dubrovnik. I'm enjoying the coast <laughs> is, in my, is right in front of me right now. So, but flying up, it was... It was a long flight. It was nine hours for me. And once I arrived to the Sudenski Dome, it was a lot more than I expected. I had this room and it was it had no AC. But at first I was like, this is not going to work out. And then after the first night, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't know what <laughs> it was about it, but just, it just felt kind of nice. It was different. So the first night I went out, I knew some people who were at the games from Ottawa as well. And we all went out for dinner. The next day, oh boy, this was a whole week ago. We
2: went to see him.
1: Yes, yes, we did. We went up there. That was lots of people I know. uh, They got motion sickness from going all the way up on around and around. Uh, but once everyone got up there, including I, like it was just it was gorgeous. The the view from up there it
2: was amazing. Um, Uncle, we went to the 360 Tower that recently opened on Sjeme.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh, I haven't I haven't been there yet. Is it nice?
2: Oh, it's it's
1: beautiful. I really recommend it. It's gorgeous. Oh. You can see all of Croatia from up there. Basically, it's all oh. and the people who work there. You'd you'd point somewhere and you're like, so what's down there? They'd tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, Tuesday was the opening ceremonies, and those were just that was a beautiful ceremony. It was roughly I want to say two hours long, I think something like that. And there were just performance after performance after performance. Each one had me just I I lost for words. They were so beautiful. It was all folklore from mainly from Croatia. I think there were some from other regions.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong was the major they did some eight A- oriental and some egyptian performances yeah yes yeah
1: <laughs> i knew i knew it wasn't all croatian folklore but um but yeah no I, after the first kolo dance i leaned over to my dad and i said i'm joining kolo again this year like it just it, it blew me away it really did and after that, that awesome. we went You know, we went down, there was a, there was another concert going on down there. I always forget the boys' names. They, they sing, um, yes, them. So they had their own little concert downstairs. We went to that. Wednesday was my games. I played three games total for Canada. And then I, uh, Germany, no, sorry, Macedonia needed another player. So me and this other girl from France, we decided, hey, like we can help you guys out. And I found that that's really what this is all about. You know, it's not just the games. It's really meeting other people, finding out where they're from and how to connect and helping each other, really. So it's more than just the games is what I'm trying to get at. Um, but the games, they were a lot of fun. They they were really fun.
0: Now where you guys placed the bronze at the end?
1: We did. Yes, we we did. And there's a little story behind the bronze cup. Uh, we brought it out to celebrate that night. And I gave it to one of my teammates. And she ended up putting it at the bar, saying, here, you keep it. I text her at around 1 in the morning. Hey, do you know where the cup is? I thought you took it from the bar. I don't have it. So I go back to the bar at 1 a.m., and the bar is closed. So the next night, my dad, who's also the coach, we go down to the bar again. My dad goes up and he's like, Hey, uh, we left a cup here. They're like, Yes, it's in the back. So they go to the back, they have our trophy, they give it back to us. We go, I find um all my teammates. I say, Look what I found, and from there. So that was the highlight of Thursday. And then Friday, we had a friendly match against France. So the Team Canada team for basketball, we made really good friends with the France team. We came together and played this really friendly little game of five on five. And that was Friday.
2: What was the closing ceremonies too?
1: Uh, yes, sorry, thank you. Closing ceremonies as well. Um, and that really, that was just introducing everyone like this is what this country did, this is what this country did and how many medals they got. Which is really interesting to see all the other sports there were. Like I knew there was basketball, soccer, volleyball, bocce, but there were plenty of others like judo, tennis. Like there were just several sports. It really amazed me. And so yeah, that was Friday, and then Saturday, lots of people went home. Um,
2: we also had the cross country walk run.
1: Yes, I didn't go to that, but one of my friends brothers participated in that.
2: Many team and Canada members did yes. the walk
1: run. Yeah. I know uh lots yeah, lots of people did that. Yeah, and some of our friends from France, uh one of my friends from France actually came first in that. Um uh, and the I think it was like a three point five kilometer. Three point two. Three point two, yes. And it was really nice. It was really nice. I went to I went to Zagreb as well and then afterwards had dinner again with the group from Ottawa and from their parted ways. But yeah, that was really, that was really the whole week. It was, it was a lot yeah, of fun. Sounds like <laughs> an
0: awesome week. So you met, I'm guessing you met a lot of people there from, you know, all over the world, a lot of different Croatians.
1: Yes. A lot of people. I met people from Macedonia, Germany, France, Australia, the United States, even um, moral story everywhere around the world. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, Caroline, let me uh, direct this towards you. Can you tell us sort of a little bit more about the competition, the World Games as a whole, you know, how many countries were involved, uh, what kind of sports were there and how do, you know, how did most people really get involved and signed up? Do you have to know other people? Do you have to be on a team, for example, if you want to play basketball or do you just sort of sign up solo and, you know, you're joined by the rest of your, the people from your country sort of walk us through that process and and how the games work as a whole.
2: Sure, this year we hosted 800 athletes from 26 countries of the Croatian diaspora. So you can imagine the logistics involved with that. Each country has a country coordinator and that individual is responsible for promoting the games, for pulling the team together and making sure that Croatians in their country are aware that this is happening. You can appreciate in countries such as Canada, the US, Australia, uh, that's no small task because of the vastness of our countries, Uh, but we spend couple of years promoting the games, whether it's writing to all the church communities, all the sports clubs, all the folklore groups, letting people know that this is an opportunity to visit Croatia. And I'm really proud of the fact that more than half of our Team Canada athletes this year came to Croatia for the very first time. And what happened for Katica is what we hope for. The games are about connecting amateur sports uh, athletes. In particular, youth. I mean, our youngest athlete was 16. Our most senior athlete was 89. So the spread is wide. Wow. That sweet spot is 16 to about 25 that we're after. They get to come to Croatia for the first time to experience the country in a really different way. Most importantly, they get the opportunity to meet uh, youth from around the world in Croatian communities, create friendships, sometimes romances, sometimes marriages. Sometimes people decide to come back to Croatia. in 20, After the 2017 Games, we had a couple of families that moved back to Croatia. We have several of our uh, university students who chose to come to study their programs in Croatia and English, which is phenomenal. Um, we want them to come to Croatia to fall in love and to come back time and time again. Now, there are countries uh, such as Bolivia, maybe Peru, Chile, where there are only a few athletes. Uh, They don't have the large contingents that we do. So what we do is, as Katica mentioned earlier, is we add them to a team. So perhaps uh, Team Canada's female soccer players needed, our team needed one or two players, so we borrowed some from Bolivia. We were able to farm out some of our athletes to France, Peru, Argentina as well. So that just increases those opportunities for getting to know each other, but then having a whole lot of fun together. And it's beautiful to watch this manifestation of friendships, of interactions, of sports competition, of helping each other out and really language is no barrier. It's a ton of fun and it's really a special, special experience for our athletes.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. I have to say I'm really jealous when I first found out only, a, you know, a few weeks ago uh, that I heard about this. Paul over at Grow Week magazine, you know, reached out to me. Yeah, um, said that you guys reached out to him and I saw this, I was like, oh, man, like, I wish I knew about this, you know, four years ago, even last week, you know, right before this one happened. But <laughs> before the last one We'll get one you happened. on a team <laughs> for
2: next time. <laughs>
0: I would love that. Yeah, I know it's far in advance. You know, it's, it it's in four it's years.
2: Not. Because when you think about the countries, we say the preco so North America, South America, Australia, we have to buy our tickets a year in advance And that means we have to organize our teams two years in advance, which means now there's only two years left for organizing. So when you look at the timeline, it contracts very quickly. There's a lot of work that has to happen in a very short amount of time so that when I go, for example, to organize the team, I have information. And I'm not just saying, hey, we're doing this thing. Uh, Put your lives in our hands and plan to go to Croatia next in two years' time. So it's a little bit of a different organizing challenge here for Europe because most of the time they can get in a car and be here in six to 12 hours. So they don't necessarily share our urgency of information sharing and organization, but we're teaching them slowly that this is really important. Otherwise, we can't get here in time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's an awesome program. It's uh, I love the goal as well. I'm sort of I was in a similar situation, not athletics related, but you know, I came over to Croatia to do this uh, language learning program for the diaspora, and you know, I met other Croatian diaspora from all over the world, and then I ended up now I'm here two and a half years. It was a three month program, so yeah, that's <laughs> what we
2: want. We want people to decide to come back to Croatia, decide to come for the first time, to create opportunities, to come for school, whether it's a semester or a a four-year degree or a master's program. Croatia has done a really good job with the universities of creating programs that are in English so that they are accessible. They guarantee as enrollment spots for youth out of the diaspora. So they are extending an olive branch to us. We just need youth to take it and it's happening. And that's really exciting.
0: That's awesome. Well, like we said, it's not as far in advance as I thought, Um, you know, it should be all, I guess, in two years, you sort of have it mapped out. How would one someone that's interested in participating in the next games go about both in canada and in their own respective countries go about getting in contact with someone
2: so uh if you don't know who your country coordinator is the best thing to do is to go to the congress website or the y, in this case uh, hsi 2023 uh, but in canada i'm the coordinator i'll be the coordinator again and uh, we publish on our Facebook page our Team Canada Croatian World Games uh, Facebook page. We announce that tryouts are happening and when the games will be scheduled as soon as we know that. Also our webs our uh, excuse me, our email is cwg.teamcanada at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We'll put you on the list for our email distributions. And again, in in our case, uh, when when we define when the games will be and what city they're going to be held in, I send out notices to all the churches, all the local uh, communities, so that we make sure that we're trying to reach all corners of our Croatian communities across Canada. So whether it's from Windsor to Detroit or Vancouver to Nova Scotia. Uh, We want to cover the country and have an even bigger team and an even broader representation of our country. There's a lot of Croatian-Canadian youth, and we want them to be really excited about coming to Croatia. And we want to extend that warm welcome to give them a wonderful experience here. That's awesome. Many, many members of our team continue to stay on to visit Uh, either the home villages of their ancestors and their families or their grandparents for the very first time they're getting to visit family and friends and others are just exploring the country sort of from the coast all the way up which is exactly what we want
0: yeah well yeah the summer is a great time to explore croatia and the coast specifically (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah, i can tell you right
1: now the the coast is gorgeous (laughs) right now i just got back from a boat cruise i'm so i'm here i was with I was in Zagreb and my mom, brother, and my brother's girlfriend, who's here for the first time, she's never been to Croatia. So she's she already loved it as soon as she stepped off the plane, but they came to come watch me play. And my brother, he asked, like, you know, this, this seems pretty cool. You know, why didn't I why didn't I join it? Like, do they have a hockey team? I said, I, I really don't know about hockey, but <laughs> you know, I know you like to run. And he's like, Yeah. yeah. You join the running team. I go for a nice three kilometer run. Like, oh yeah, I'll do that next next time. Excellent.
2: So so we already, just so you know, we got another one. There you go. (laughs) What's interesting too, is we had a contingent of about 15 young siblings of our teams, team members and our families. We called them our official cheerleaders because (laughs) they were under the 16 year of age mark. For participation, but come the next games, they're fully eligible. And we've seen that now for the second time, where families have younger children who aren't quite ready, but they come and they see what it's about and they get excited and they can't wait to join for the next games. So we're building the pipeline of uh, our future Team Canada.
0: Yeah, that's all. I mean, I was already making a mental note to tell my younger sister to look into this for the next games. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Caroline, I want to sort of ask you, is semi-related, you know, you also have a podcast, um, you know, related to Croatia, and I want to give you a chance to, to uh, promote that a little bit and talk about that and where people can find that.
2: So I, in pandemic years, we confer the Croatian Woman of Influence Award and we have over 120 winners from around the world, again from all of our diaspora communities. We host an international conference on uh, International Women's Day, March 8th, every year in Croatia. So here again we have incredibly accomplished women of Croatian descent who often are coming to Croatia for the first time to get their awards. And so we launched a CWN leading ladies podcast uh, where we feature those winners in a more in depth way. So they get to tell us what's happening, What's new, oftentimes we go back to our previous winners to see how winning the award has impacted their career or their situation, what what it means to them. We catch up with them to find out what's been happening since they've received their awards. And then we intermix that with our current winners as well. And so that's that's part of our uh, offering in terms of connecting, championing, and celebrating our Croatian women and shortly we'll be opening the nominations for the 2024 uh, year and uh, stay tuned for that
0: awesome well, I'll drop links so people can find that um, I'll also drop links to everything else we talked about uh, you know your I email that. and other uh, coordination you know the website you mentioned so people listening can go ahead and click on that uh, Katica and Caroline you know I want to thank you guys again so much for coming on the podcast I just have two more quick uh, questions for the both of you and the first one is what is your favorite food to eat while you're here in Croatia
1: oh there's a lot I'll probably have to go with, schnitz- with like, like schnitzli like yeah <laughs> yeah I have to go with that
2: for me if I'm in Hrvatska in summertime Jadranske Lignie uh... and pistachio gelato from Eva's place in Zadar right next to Pozdrav Sunsa.
0: Wow, I've never had I've never tried that before from anyone.
2: 100% you gotta go. She makes yeah. it all in house, the gelato's to die for, but pistachio's my favorite. And her's yes. wow. i
0: I'm, uh I'm in
1: Dubrovnik right now, and I just last night we went through the walls to have dinner. <laughs> As we're walking back home, there's this one ice cream place. And I say, Mom, we have to go in, they have to have pistachio. Sure enough, we walk in, they have pistachio. I fell in love because that's all I get here. <laughs> Whenever I'm in Croatia, it has to be pistachio. You also
2: uh. have to try the watermelon gelato if you can find it. It's it's really? life-changing. <laughs>
1: okay. I had lime and pistachio last night, which is a weird combo, but it works. It works. <laughs> so I, I'm not <laughs> complaining. We'll take your word
2: for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. man, I'm missing out. I'm just I always get vanilla wherever I go. So I really gotta start expanding. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Give it a shot. I've been here too many oh, summers
0: yeah. to to keep getting vanilla, so <laughs> maybe tonight. Tonight I'm going out to the Riva. I'm here in Makarska. so I'll I'll get something from nice. one of the ice Can cream. Try some
2: lavender gelato. Ooh, yeah. Oh my gosh, very yeah. yummy. All
0: yeah. right, I'll take your word for it. I'll I won't just take your word for it. I mean, I'll I'll try it tonight. I'll let you know. Venture
2: <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. I had well, I had
1: some lavender. It was lavender and lemon in yeah uh, back in Canada. But I could only imagine how the lavender one is here. Like, it's, everything here is just 10 times better, no matter where you go, what it is.
0: It's true. See, yeah. Stanco,
1: that's why we do
2: this.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. the
2: result. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree 100%. Um, and, and sort of the last question on that note uh, for you guys, and I ask all the guests this who come on the podcast, but what makes Croatia so special for you?
2: For me, it's the roots of my family. We have been here for centuries. this is this is home. This is where my heart is. This is where my roots are.
1: I have to go with the same. Uh, my family is all from here, but if I have to be a little uh, a little bit selfish, I want to say the Malta is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love this. I'm just staring at this view. It's gorgeous and the islands just it's just so the the water is so blue here everything has color it's all full of life and i that's why the uh the, the, that slogan croatia full of life and um, that it's some kind of account somewhere you know i never really fully understood why it's always you know croatia full of life until this trip when i i'm actually seeing croatia i'm a lot older now since the last time i came here uh but i it, it, it is full of life and it, it's just beautiful here so
0: It definitely is yeah and that feeling is you know what i sort of wanted to capture you know when i started my journey back to croatia and you know that's the same feeling that you know i see a lot of other diaspora who come back you know feeling and that's that's really the magic of of coming back to croatia even if not just to live but you know for a summer or for a month you know however long you can um but yeah that's it's definitely something magical about stepping foot back in croatia uh, Caroline, I want to thank you guys again so much. Uh, once again, I'll drop links so anyone can you know, find your guys' information. But I uh, really appreciate you guys taking the time here to come on the podcast.
2: Thank you so much for the thank opportunity you. and best of luck to you.